that okay, just for for transparency, everyone listening to this will get that that horrible noise. Discord for for Kieran and I has been oh, kind enough did it mute to, it out? to cut that out. Yeah, yep, you're being censored completely. by Discord. I think that's why they introduced this. <laughs> Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest and furriest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Rabruji. Hello. <laughs> and Adam Ryan. Hello. I uh, didn't get didn't get the uh, the tongue rolled in. Nice. It was still good. Oh, Rabruji. How are we all? Variation. It's good. You all right? Good, mate. Yeah. Doing well. Another week, another another threesome. Love that. That's all right. I look forward to it every week. Yeah, Jordan sends his regards again. He's uh, sick still. Well wishes, so, me. I'm sick of him. Well, you're going to be cut out of the podcast. It's two very different takes on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pol- polar opposites. Uh, yeah, he, hopefully he's back in, uh, in the hot seat soon. Well... Lads, it's been a week since I've seen your faces. What's been going on? Not much. It's a bit like that, eh? Melbourne's it's... about to lock down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's weird vibes over here at the moment. Um, yeah, it's just sort of, it just feels like it's about to explode. It does. Hopefully that's not the case, but it's, um, no. yeah, it puts you on edge after, you know, having gone through it twice already. Hmm. But uh, mm, yeah. Aside from all. aside from the impending dread, everything's pretty normal. Nice. How's the uh, Boulet's chair? Still very comfortable. Nice, nice. Adam, what's uh, what's happening with you? Good sir. Well, I feel bad for for my exploits now because you guys are gonna be soon or possibly be limiting your social interactions, and here I am gallivanting with the rest of the six people that live in Tasmania. Mate, uh, um, I'm telling you, I don't need lockdown for that. For, for just staying at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, a couple nights ago, went to uh, a local wrestling event that's run by a mate of mine. Uh, had a good time. It was cold as shit because it takes place in a, a big old gym. Uh, so it was insanely cold, but it was good Is fun. Is that still a, the Elfin? It is still at the Elfin, yes. It's uh, is that uh, has that had any upgrades at all? The venue itself, no, it's the same as it has always been, but with a few, you know, a few li- a few more lights and some some extra bells and whistles, they make it look pretty good. But Elfin itself, nah, she's still living in the Stone Age. Love that. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, not much else going on. Just the usual work. Home, play games. I did watch, um, and I told you, Zach, I watched Army of the Dead, which I think was last night, mm. which is Dave Bautista in a zombie apocalypse slash a heist film, which I don't know what more you can want in life than, than those three things. 
it was stupid. Okay, now that makes the best possible a bit more sense. I'm going to go back very, very quickly. I'm going to scroll back through the text that you oh, sent no. me. Oh, no. No, no, it's okay. I actually misread it. When you sent it to me, I thought it said barista plus bank heist plus zombies. <laughs> and you were like, what more could you want? And I was like... Uh, it leaves, <laughs> leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> There's a barista who's killing zombies while doing a bank heist. <laughs> that is. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd still I'd watch, watch Dave Bautista as a barista. He was he flips burgers right at the start of the film. That was his close enough. the job he found himself in. So it's pretty close. He's just every man, isn't he? Just a, he is. He's great. Dave Bautista, the burger flipping barista. That's the name <laughs> yeah, of the what film. A man. He can do it all. He's a jack no, of all trades. I love him. He's great. He's he's a lovable dude. Do you want him to be uh, Christian Bale in the next in one of those Batman films? So he's going to play Christian Bale in the Batman <laughs> film. So Batman's going to go see a film with Christian Bale in it, but it's Dave Bautista playing him. I actually fucked that up. It's not. It's actually Tom Hardy that I'm, yeah. that I'm thinking of. Yeah. You mean Bane? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to make a good joke, but it turns out to be terrible because I fucked it completely. I want him to. Excellent. I want them to recast the Uncharted movie so he's Drake. Wow. Drake Fuck is. Fuck it. Get him in there. Fuck Drake. He would actually be a very good. Chris Redfield, just for the size Ooh. of it. Yeah, I could get around that. From Uncharted, I want him to be Lazarevich from number two. He's got the the frame for that. Nah, Drake. Kid, okay, right. kid, I mean, I no, mean, kid Drake, don't, don't, no, don't get me wrong. No I mean, he's been lobbying for a, a Gears of War film for forever, which I think he fits the bill for that as well because they're all as white as a fucking truck. So... He does look like the dude from um, Gears of War. Mm. He could he could be should Marcus be. Phoenix any day of the week. Yeah, baristas absolutely. Of war. That's what it should be. The world's just been saved by a group of baristas turned soldiers. Fuck, I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd play that. All right. And it's Polish and you have to watch it in subtitles. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And it's interactive somehow. Oh, God. Well, anyway, games or something? Yeah. Shall we get into the video game discussions? What have we been playing? Surely someone's been playing something that someone can talk about. Actually, maybe not. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Well, the review game we can talk about. No, no, no. Uh, no. I played Call oh, of the yes. Sea. Oh, nice. Um, How is it? And it was fantastic. Uh, I played it in one little three or four hour block uh, on the PS5. Nice. Um, I swear your your game speed is just I can you're like Olympic pace. <laughs> We've discussed <laughs> this. You're game. as slow as a sail, yeah, it's just you. yeah. But we'll get into this a bit later. But, um, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it was a super cool little first person puzzle game. Very very nice to look at. Uh, actually, I was actually you know surprised by the level of uh you know detail and visual effects and stuff they have in it for you know a indie first person puzzler um the puzzles were not ever super challenging but always very satisfying um and the, the story was you know pretty cool uh very um lovecraft-esque in some aspects so I think Zach, you you mm. you definitely need to get around it at some point. 
Well, I have started it. It took me three or four hours, so it'll only take you a week to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually like a full week of playing, though, or just... Yeah, like 24-7. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'm definitely keen. I remember I think I got to into the island, and then I stopped playing for whatever reason, probably something very important come up. Mm. Mm. But yeah, no, worth, yeah. definitely worth playing. Nice. nice. Uh, Adam, you got anything you can share? Um, not massively. A bit more Battlefield Five. I'm getting more and more excited for the new Battlefield to be announced, which by all accounts should be sooner rather than later from the, the teasers that we've been getting. Uh, aside from that, I played some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with a few friends the other day. We played the on 200cc, which I've realized just gives me heart palpitations. Mm because you actually have to break and it just becomes another level of stressful. Uh, but yeah, always a good time playing some Mario Kart. But yeah, aside from that and some other stuff that we probably can't talk about, then yeah, not heaps this week. Nice. How about you, Zach? Uh, me, I've, well, uh, it takes two. Still doing the snow globe level. Uh, we did just do all the bells. No, the candy thing try not to do spoilers but yeah the candy thing mm-hmm. um but yeah so I'm like we're only playing like little not even like an hour at a time kind of thing but yeah uh and i played i don't really want to talk about this a lot but we play i bleh, i played some more uh red wall and it's a struggle yeah <laughs> lame it's a yeah, it is actually a bit lame because the first one, like, it feels like it's... So if you don't know what Redwall is, it's a old, like, book series that was around when I was a kid back in those old days. Um, yeah, like, a, about rodents and animals and creatures that sort of fight. It's going to be... Actually, that's a bit of a topic of, of the week. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there's finally, like, a game based on it, but it's... It's a very budget sort of game. And the first one, I gave a five. Uh, like, it definitely felt like it was... a Like, it's got a pretty good story for, like, from a Red Wall perspective. But the gameplay is just a bit... You can you can tell it's got a very small budget. And this one doesn't really improve on anything. In fact, it almost feels worse in some cases because they haven't improved. It's like the camera... Yeah. It, it's, it's almost borderline unplayable. And... Gross. Not because it's broken, but like because the the cameras is just just shit. Like the camera, it's just terrible to control. But yeah, so I'm gonna gonna keep playing that. I played about an hour. Um, yeah, I'm not really loving it so far. Uh, and Rough. that is all I can talk about. We can talk about something else next week that I've been playing. But yeah, that's all I got for you. This week, apart from the big the big discussion that we're going to have, mm. but before we get into it, I've got a little something to get us started. Oh no! Oh, oh no. god! What is that? Zach, pull pull your oh, pants back get up, rid man. Of Come it. on now. Jam, jam, ball, donut, oak, milk. No. Oh, and you, the okay, just for. For transparency, everyone listening to this will get that that horrible noise. 
Discord for for Kieran and I has been oh, kind enough to mute it to, out. to cut that out. Yeah, yep, you're being censored completely. by Discord. I think that's why they introduced this. <laughs> oh, this has got a very interesting smell like smell. battery acid. Um, I actually <laughs> bought this nearly two weeks ago. I was meant to bring it last podcast, but I forgot. Ooh. It is a week out of date. So no, I'm kidding. No, it ex- expires in on the twenty eighth. About six. On, what on, difference on, does it make? On May 28th, <laughs> yeah. here we go. Jam ball donut flavoured oak milk. Get into it then. Before I give it the old taster, uh, Buddy Watson has a recommendation for oak flavoured drink he would like to see. Uh, and he would love to get around a Dr. Pepper flavoured oak drink. Okay, I'd drink that. that sounds I would do fucked. that. I'd be legally obligated to because I love Dr. Pepper, but it would Dr. be fucked. Dr. Pepper flavoured milk. I All would right. do that. Jam ball donut. Oh, I don't know about this. I'm scared. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that one's like, nah, that's bad. I think these are... I just... This is the one, like, sh- a bunch of those flavour ones where people pick the flavours. Do they uh, even, yeah. like... I feel like at this stage, they're not even... They don't even care if it tastes good or not. They're just, <laughs> they're just whipping all it. these flavours out. Yeah. Throwing darts at a dartboard at this point, surely. Well, an oak board. Speaking of dartboards, we have all played (laughs) by mutant. There's just no attempt at a segue, just speaking (laughs) of. Nah, (laughs) speaking of dartboards, a game. So for the past three weeks, we've all had the pleasure, perhaps, of playing by mutant. Uh... Kieran, I don't know what that little voice was, but Kieran was the official well-played reviewer. Adam, you had a bit of a dabble. I've also had, uh, well, a big dabble. And Jordan's also played it, but he won't be here to discuss the PC performance. But Kieran, so kick us off. You uh, reviewed it. I sure did. You and I were very keen for, for it for a long time. Yeah, I've only been talking about it for the entire time I've been with well-played. <laughs> and, now, and now it's here. So uh, tell us about your experience. Where do I start? Uh, I had somewhat reasonable expectations for this game. I feel like the entire time we've been talking about it, I have I have been trying to keep my expectations in check. Um, but... Uh, Everything about this game just speaks to me in, you know, all the things I look for in a video game, whether it's like, you know, wacky designs, lots of bright colors, kind of like, uh, you know, open world gameplay that doesn't just pad out the length of a game, RPG elements, crafting, guns, swords, uh mechanical hands that you can ride uh fur balls and what fur balls fur balls well yeah furry uh adjacent creatures um it's got it's got everything that i that i would want in a video game and more and what it does with all those sort of elements is just throw them into a big pot shake it up a little bit toss it out into the table and go there you go here's what we got um and 
what Experiment 101 has done with that then has just, to the best of their ability, just developed all of those things. Uh, and what it sort of amounts to is a very, very admirable, uh, I guess, project that obviously has a lot of passion in it. Um, you can feel, you know, that somebody's kind of worked really hard on every aspect of the game, but there's just too much. Uh, and none of it really sort of has the, the level of polish you'd expect on its own. And, and then it's just, you know, dozens and dozens of different elements that are all sort of average that come together in a, in a way that's also just kind of average. Um, so for context, this experiment one hundred and one is about twenty yeah, people or yeah, twenty. Developers. It's like less than twenty people. Um, so it's definitely one of the. It's it's one of those cases of you know they just shot for the moon and had twenty people basically. Uh, you can't build a rocket to the moon with twenty people. Um, well, maybe you can. Maybe if you. A well, Bitcoin billionaire. No Man's Sky. Didn't Hello <laughs> Games only have like three people or four people? They just built the moons closer to <laughs> to where they were. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a very kind of experimental, very weird, very unique open world RPG, martial arts, furry, mutant, collect-a-thon platformer, um, which I enjoyed pretty much all of my time with but also obviously you know have to temper temper that with the fact that almost none of it works in the way it should or is or feels like a complete you know mechanic or a complete element so it's it's been interesting writing a review was very difficult mm. uh because yeah there's 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 pretty much no aspect of the game that i can say yeah that was done like very well but I still really enjoyed myself with pretty much all of it. I think that just comes down to the world. Um, yeah, I think what you were sort of saying before is, and I, and I broke this in the, in the little article that I put out, but I think it's it's sort of like a jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, yeah, sort of pretty thing. much. Um, and it tries to do like all these things, that, and none of them are really sort of new, uh, like mechanic-wise. Mm. Um Maybe concept-wise, you know, like, you know, your little fairy ninja shooter Devil May Cry thing. But, you know, you, you've got the things that there's, like, elements of, like, an Ubisoft open world game there where yeah. you, you know, you go and liberate clans or whatever. And then, you know, all these other mechanics that you see and probably play better in other mm-hmm. games. And it probably, yeah, it's not cohesive enough, I don't think. Um, they probably should have... Maybe go on, hey, here's five things we want to put in the game. Let's cut two of them. Yeah. And let's go with, you know, the three things that we think will work. Maybe even make the world a bit smaller. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because I, I, I think that, well, I don't know how much of it you've played through now at this at this stage, Zach, but like one of the, like a really good example of that would be the, like the whole tribal system, mm. um, which by the time you get to the end of the game, it feels like it's completely superfluous. Like it didn't need to be there at all. Mm. Um, and it feels like they went in to, you know, start development of the game with all these different sort of tiers of how they wanted the story to play out. And that was one of them. And they just sort of never, 
you know, never gave up on it. They were like, no, we have to have this. We have to have this and to the point where it's, it's in the game, but it doesn't feel like it's part of the game or that it matters to anything. Um, and there's just a lot of that in it where they, yeah. yeah, they definitely should have, they definitely could have trimmed the fat and spent the time and yeah. resources on the things that had more of a place. Hmm. Um, when I was early doors with it, I messaged you, Kieran, and was kind of exclaiming a, a similar thing with it has so many cool ideas and whether it gets them right or hmm. wrong, none of them or not many of them seem to to work in tandem with each other and kind of it it, it doesn't the mechanics don't build on each other to make the, the whole package better, I don't think. And it definitely it feels like maybe it, there was a, a team meeting and say there, yeah, there were 20, 20 people in the studio or however many, and they all had their own separate ideas. Mm. And instead of kind of weeding out the, the good and the bad and what will work and won't, the, the answer was just always yes. And all of this creativity, as wonderful as it is, maybe needed to get reined in just a little bit when it came to the, the core mechanics of the game and or maybe how many of those were actually included into the overall package. Because, yeah, there's a lot of... A lot of different ideas but not a whole heap of focus for many of them if that makes sense and yeah. the other the, the other thing with that and what i found is that early on i was just getting slammed with like tutorial or like wall of text about how yeah. this works what this is and i was like dude i don't even remember what the fuck you're talking about two mechanics ago like yeah i don't remember mm-hmm. like i don't know how to do half the stuff i've read about because it's just so much to yeah, learn yeah. and to like take in and then I, I feel like like you know as we've said like i'm pretty slow so in like a couple of hours in i was still getting things that are like hey this is how you do this and i'm like i don't remember all this like yeah there's a lot to take in yeah definitely i feel like um like what what i kind of sort of uh tried to explain in the review is that there's there's definitely like a proper way to play the game which isn't I don't know if it's intentionally the right way to play the game, but it's the way that I've found actually, you know, is is sort of the most enjoyable and makes the most sense. And that's where you kind of just focus on the things that you find enjoyable on your way to the end of the story. So, you know, you you it's it's kind of like a semi open sort of format for the story where you have all these different tiers of things that you've got to do and you can kind of tackle them in whatever order. Um, but there's also lots of stuff to do in the world and lots of stuff to do within those sort of tiers that you can completely ignore if you want to. Um, and what ends up happening is instead of being like a 40 hour open world game, it's a 10 to 12 hour linear or, you know, semi semi linear story where you've just like cherry picked what you care about and, and focused on that for those 10 to 12 hours. Um, and that's the way I kind of ended up playing it. And then after that, I went exploring and actually tried out all the other stuff. And I found that that really kind of worked. So I think there's, there's like, there's something there that they're kind of onto that actually makes a lot of sense and is kind of different and does work. Um, but you have to stumble on it. And that's like, mm. that's most of where most of the fun in Biomune is, is just stumbling on something and being like, oh yeah, that's cool. Um, so the fact that they kind of just like, overload you at the beginning with just everything i feel like they could have started out a little bit better and sort of a little bit more reactionary to what you were doing rather than just yeah hammer you like every five minutes with that fucking annoying narrator and all that text and just you know been like this is all the things you can do 
and then just give you no sort of direction after that. Yeah. So let's just quickly talk about the story. We won't mm. do any like spoilers, but so basically like the story or the idea, like the concept of it, the premise is actually pretty cool. So the yeah. world is basically gone to shit. Um, it's set in a post-apocalyptic world because a corporation basically fucked Earth. Um, yeah. And now a bunch of little mutant mutated creatures ro- roam the Earth, um, or what's left of it, um, and your little character, who you can... Uh, the character creator at the start is very cool, so uh, mm. you, know, you can sort of design design them any way that you kind of want. Um, they're now tasked with going and saving the world by uh, killing four <laughs> jumbo puffs who are based at um, each root of the tree of life. Now, correct me if I'm if I'm getting it wrong, but no, that's they're jumbo puff is the first one. But yeah, oh, is it's it? Like sorry, four world okay. eaters. Okay, sorry, four world eaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you got to go and fight the the big the big eater um, at the very end. So your your character he loses his family and village as a young furry um, to this creature called uh, Looper Lupin. Um, and yeah, and basically that that creature is the, the final boss, I assume. Um, yeah, and sort of everything builds up to the big final showdown and taking, uh, taking Looper Lupin down and saving the tree life and saving Earth. Mm-hmm. But it's not a very story-heavy game. It sort of gives you like, here's the premise. This is this is why you're here. You know what you have to do. Go and do it. Kind of yeah. thing, and that's that's sort of it. And there's obviously interactions with characters and stuff um, throughout the the world and stuff. And and if you haven't played it or if you haven't seen any like gameplay of it. Uh, they all speak gibberish and then the narrator basically tells you what they're saying or what they mean over the top kind of thing um which on paper sounds kind of cool and at first it's like oh yeah this is kind of neat but then yeah after probably I, I don't know how long you guys got to but maybe like an hour or two or maybe like two two three hours i was like shut up like and because they kind of repeat the same things a little bit. So mm. what the narrator will do is there's like a day-night cycle in the game, like for, as an example, and when it goes night or when it becomes uh, day, he'll make a little quip and there's probably only half a dozen or maybe ten or whatever of each sort of one and he just goes, oh, you now it's light you can see and you're like, just stop talking. No more talking. Same in combat as well. Like if you do a, a certain combo, he'll he'll make some little remark. And mm. yeah, there are very few of those, and they they loop around pretty quickly. But that's even with the that's that's the thing I found with the dialogue choices is that a lot of them are just the same. Yeah, uh, which is a bit disappointing. But again, it's that you know it's that twenty man or that twenty yeah. person team. You know they probably yeah. don't have a someone able to sit there and write a million different you know quest yeah. answers or well, that's whatever. like well that's another thing mm. is like you know 
that would have been difficult, obviously, because they have a karma system where you have like different choices of how you react to people. But like halfway through the game, I forgot that existed because it doesn't mm. really have, yeah. aside from affecting the ending in some way, uh, I assume like there's no real impact and you kind of like the game's very explicitly like this is what good people do and this is what shit people do. So it's kind yeah. of like, again, if this is a story about, you know, coming in and being a hero and saving the world, why not just make him a good guy and leave it at that? And then you can spend less time on dialogue mm. and more time on, you know, everything else. Yeah. I think the other thing that the karma, you talk about the aura system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it, if I was, if I remember correctly, you can't get some upgrades or some well, perks. Or, you, yeah. you can't until you get enough points and like you can just, you can just fill out your points in both. So it doesn't oh, really? make any difference. Yeah. Cause I thought one of the things I was looking at, I can't remember which, which one it's under, but it was like, you must have a certain dark. You, yeah. Level you need a minimum level of dark or light to unlock right. a lot of the skills, okay. but you get way more than both of them okay. by the end anyway. So like there's literally right. no reason to mm. go one over the other aside yeah. from the ending. So yeah, in terms of actual game mechanics, um, combat, combat, combat looks cool, but it doesn't but feel it, good. No, there's just no weight to it, is there? Like, no. there's, there's no meat behind the attacks, and it just and the did you find the camera angle was a bit the, shit at times? Yeah, because there's well, no the, lock on. System. The lack of like a hard lock on is what ruins yeah. the like yeah. most of that. Yeah, um, um, it makes it. It makes it painful to, especially with, I found with bigger enemies and, or enemies that jump around a lot or kind of can move a little bit quicker than you, you just lose track of them incredibly mm. fast or the, it just, yeah, it's, it's a real pain. Well, there are, there are sometimes or some encounters where it's easy to just to sit back and just to shoot, shoot them. them. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Well, like it's either like just hang back and shoot them or like, like the idea of the combo system is kind of cool where you kind of, you know, you have these set combos you can do. And if you do three different ones, then you get like a super charged attack that you can just like wail on your enemies with. Like, that's pretty cool. Mm. But like every single weapon is the same three combos with the yeah. same yeah. three sets of button presses that do the same three things. So like you just kind of, you go into a battle, you press the three combos, you do the big whale attack, rinse, repeat, pretty much. No matter what weapon yeah. you're using, no matter what like melee or gun you've got, like it's, it doesn't change. So again, mm. like a cool idea, but not enough time spent making it work. Yeah, because I think the main um, uh, like special move, no, well, not special move, but whatever, like the main combo move that I've got is Wicked Wolf. Um, mm which Anna's like, you love that move. And it's like, mate, that's my only move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we were talking about the game for a bit as well. But um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And all right. So when, when another thing that the game does, and I'm not huge on this, I'm probably more of a fan of the narrator than probably both of you. But this is definitely, I think, something that you, Kieran, are, enjoy more than I do. And this is the comic book sort of style text that pops up 
Oh yeah, um, I love that shit. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I at one point was like, should I just turn this off because it's just I'm sick of seeing Wicker Wolf. Every time I do that attack, I just, it just gets Wicker Wolf across the screen, and that really didn't do much for me personally. But you, you enjoyed that. Yeah, I just think it adds like a little bit of mm. flair to everything. I don't notice it most of the time, but Adam, you? Uh, it's I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't outwardly bother me, but it's another one of those things that I don't know how well it it jives with the rest of the game. Like I suppose you have the narrator, so it has that kind of not fourth wall breaking, but it. Yeah, I don't know. It just it it felt a little bit out of place. But it's yeah, it's not offensive in any in any way. So I like Kieran, I didn't notice it for the most part, mm. so I'm pretty beastly careless. I think it was more just uh, I noticed it when I was doing Wicked Wolf the most. I think that just and because that that was like my only move. Uh, I can just imagine if like, the narrator every time was like Wicked Wolf. Oh mate, I think I'd t- turn the game like the sound off. <laughs> Yeah, um, fair call. The great thing is you can like turn down the frequency of his like little one-liners during play in the settings menu, and I turned mine down to ten percent, and it's still too much. It's still like constant. Mm. I think my my main issue with him is with with the characters not having their own voices or not being able to understand them. They all feel exactly the same. Yeah. Like it's it's so hard to get personality into a character when you you can't talk to them in in any meaningful way. Like they there are some characters that look visually really really cool, but then you talk to them and you're like, oh, it's this same prick that's <laughs> been talking to me the whole game. It's uh, Joel Baker. No, not Joel Baker. Troy Baker. Shout out to Joel Baker, whoever that is. But you know, Troy it's Baker. not Troy Baker, like, by the way. No, it's not. In in perfect fairness, like the voice actor does a good job with the, the narration. Like it's not a, a, a knock on him, but after spending a couple of hours with it, I was wishing ill upon him. I hope he got paid by the word. I actually think he, he he's actually pretty good at his role. Um, oh, I thought, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. he's great. It's just the frequency that, that kills it. Mm. And yeah, it's just not being able to connect to any of the characters because you just, you don't know what their character is. Because it's so hard to convey that without a, a voice. Well, yeah, like there are a couple main characters story-wise, I guess. Um, yeah, and they do, like they all just sound the same. Yeah. Um, but back on to combat. So with, you can, one of the cool things I think the game does, and Kieran, you wrote about this in your review, is the upgrade system. Mm. So basically you can just find just anything in the world and loot it and then turn into a weapon of sorts so you can get like uh i think there's there's like a like a paddle um yeah early on that, that, that you get and other wacky sort of shit like I've got, I've got a sword with like like a uh what is it like a street sign i think is on it or a, something like that yeah yeah, um, I, so yeah I, that, I mean that's a cool. pretty mean like toilet brush katana most of the time nice <laughs> excellent nice um so yeah that's cool and and the upgrades are relatively cool like there's different um there's like three different sorts i think well there's your main character sort of upgrades like your um vitality and your strength and 
intellect and stuff like that. And then, and then there's your actual ability upgrades, I guess. So your different moves with the upgrade points and then your, uh, I, don't, I don't know what, what, what you call them, but your your speed button abilities and they're, they're like your like your like your mutations your, yeah, yeah like your, your so they're on like the d-pad no they're yeah. not sorry they're not d-pad they're yeah we'll sort of um yeah you teleport and yeah other thing and then there's what are the other ones that you do there's oh, the, the the toxic one. abilities yeah mean? there's a bunch you can like spew toxic bile you can electrify mm. enemies you can turn yourself into a big mucus bubble and roll them up you can do all kinds of cool shit like that yeah all right the world the world was probably the highlight or one of yeah one of the biggest highlights. Oh, it's super colorful uh and it looks like it looks a bit rough up close like like when you like look down at the ground and you know textures don't look amazing and but from you know those sort of vistas and stuff from from afar you know it looks it's a pretty beautiful sort of game yeah like when you're you know standing in the middle of a forest and like all the leaves and grass are blowing and your fur's blowing in the wind and like the weather like the rain and weather effects and stuff and you can kind of like the draw distance is pretty big as well so you kind of get yeah. this like this really big sense of scale but then like a lot of motion on the the small scale as well Mm. Um, I think it really works for them. Like they, yeah, they definitely nailed it. And there's just so much variety. You can stand in one spot and see like five different biomes. Yeah. Um, and like the ruins of you know the old civilization and stuff. So it's um, a lot of it is unfortunately to be expected, but it is a bit repeated at times. Oh yeah, there's definitely like copy pasting a yeah. lot, but that's yeah again to yeah. be expected. And with um, the with with the rain effects, I did, I did enjoy how your little furry, will, you know, he'd get wet and his fur, his fur would be all sort of flat and it just looked really good. Yeah. See a wet furry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's one of those things again. Like it's it's cool, like when you see like the when you go through like the old train stations and the old bunkers and like suburbia and shopping centers and stuff, but like. Again, if if the if maybe if the world was smaller, they'd they'd sort of you know narrowed their focus on certain things. They'd be able to flesh those out a little bit more. It'd be cool to have like more of those because like you can read some signs and stuff about like what happened with the Toxinol Corporation and how they fucked everything up. But it'd be cool to have more of that like you know Last of Us style documents mm. lying around and little bits of the old world and stuff. Um, yeah. But um, what's what's there is like you know definitely like visually interesting and paints like a really good picture of what they're going for. What do you think of the puzzles? <laughs> yeah, right. They're just there's no variety though. Well, see, so well, there is a time a little bit, but there's not really. so there's going back to going back to the RPG elements. There's a couple of issues I have with those. One of them is that at the very beginning, it's like here are all these puzzles where you flip like switches and they have you have to line them up. And the more intelligence you have, the more moves you get for each. But they never actually did that. So, like, no matter how much oh. intelligence you have in the game, it's always you get 10 turns for a puzzle and all the puzzles are only designed to be completed <laughs> within 10 turns. So, like, they started That's... out with that mechanic and then just never did it. But it's right, still, yeah. like, in the game. Um, and then another another sort of along those lines as well, um, I don't know if you've had this or if either of you had this, but oftentimes when I upgrade 
uh, any of my abilities or put points into anything, it takes a different amount of points than what it said it would. Like the math uh, is I actually that, the no. math is actually in, well for for me, a lot of when I was playing was actually incorrect on a lot of stuff. Um, mm, well, so you know it would say you know you put two points in this and you get this and I it would take like four points and I would get something different to what it said and I'm like well, I don't know I don't know what I didn't order that. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's that's yeah, that's definitely not a not a thing for me. So just quickly on that, you had a. When we first got the code, oh. uh, we you had a lot of problems. I had a lot of problems. Issues. So for, so for context, we're playing on PS5, all three of us, um, but it is only currently a PS4 game. Um, and yeah, early on you had some just constant crashing. And All I can say is if you are going to play the game, please have an internet connection. And get the And patch. update it because... Yeah, without the day one patches on PS5, it crashes at least every half an hour. Mm. Um, and there are other issues, bug trophies and weird stuff like that as well. I think there's a trophy that a lot of people still aren't able to get. Um, but yeah. Rip. Nice. Well, yeah, the, the so in the last couple of hours, I've been playing it before the potty. Um and I'm just trying to go through and kill the Jumbo Puff World Eaters now. Um, but, mate, I'll tell you one thing that shits me off is this little prick. Can't fucking swim very far. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to cross these bridges, and they're just too far to, like, jump and teleport across. So then I got this huge-ass bit of water to try and get across. And I'm like, how do I get across to this? You need to, you need to get better gear. Fuck the gear. Just Do want to swim, mate. Helicoptering. <laughs> I, well, I've, I've I've got the glider on the automaton thing. Yeah, but it just doesn't. I just can't get far enough. So anyway, I'm having fun with it. And um, as I wrote in the other the the um, article that I did, I really like how they've kind of. I mean, even though a lot of it doesn't gel together as probably well as it could, they've sort of just stuck to their guns and. This is, this is what they wanted to make and they've gone out and done it and THQ Nordic is, you know, they've given them a lot of time to make this work, you know, when I think a lot of other pub, um, publishers, a, lo- a lot of other publishers will, you know, would have pulled in and gone, you know, let's, let's, let's get this out. Mm. Um, so that's good to see. Um, and, I, you know, mm. I'm always a big fan of new IP, so it's good to see. Yeah, you know, Dev's still taking risks and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, right, it, it definitely sounds negative as well. But like, I um, oh. I mm. like was you know getting home from work every day, excited to play to play more of it. So there's there's something there. Yeah. Um. Well, you gave it a seven point five in your I did in your review. I'm probably sitting similar, maybe at a seven. For me and uh, Adam, I don't know. Yeah, you probably didn't play enough to. Nah, probably not enough to give a, a score of. But you didn't. Uh, you didn't feel it. Is uh, what I'm. Uh, it's what I'm hearing. It's growing on me. It's 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 a slow slow growth, but it's it is growing on me over time. 
So just very quickly on our Open Creek Challenge, uh, the game is sitting at a 68 out of 100. I remember last year, I think I picked a 68 before the game was delayed and then moved into this year. And this year, I was like, you know, they've had extra time. I'm going to go with an 82. Four. <laughs> yeah. Rough. Well, you any, you were just under me, um, as usual, with a 8-0. Big Did I 80. really? Yeah, you went an 80. Oh. Yeah, and Adam, you went. Wait, I thought Adam, I was you went, more reasonable. Than you went that. seventy-nine, so we're all in that oh, sort of same gosh. territory. And uh, Jamie, um, Jamie has put up the latest standings in the the Open Creek Challenge. You can find them on uh, Twitter. We have tweeted them out. Uh, if you want to go check them out, I think uh, Ian Nichols and good old Zach Reardon are tied for first, which is. Um, Zach just like just, shot up. Yeah, well, all it couple. takes, man, all it takes is one stinker, like one yeah. way off it, and you and you cooked. Like, yeah, like mm. what I get. So Hood, we had sixty six. I went sixty eight. So that's too bad. Adam's seventy one, and you went sixty nine. So you know we're all kind of close there. But yeah, but Biomutants nice. kind of fucked us. Anyway, let's. Uh, Let's move on from Biomutant. Uh, you can check out the review and the other article on the website. All right, let's quickly go through jorts. I'm not sure how many games you guys are keen for, but um, for me personally, it's pretty much just uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 on June 4. Um, that's Shocker. basically my, my June. I feel like there's another one or two games here, but I, I can't see them, so... Um, they might not be on this website, but yeah, that's me. Adam, what do you got? Uh, I've got three wildly different games, Ratchet and Clank, because of reasons that we talked about last week, uh, discussing the, the preview that Kieran had a chance to, to look over. Uh, I'm just keen to get introduced to Rivet because she looks like she might be more interesting than Ratchet. Hot take. Um, D&D Dark Alliance, because it's a, a co-op D&D game that is inspired by heavy metal and it's co-op, so you can play with friends, so there's no reason to not get keen for it. Uh, and Mario Golf, because goddamn, I love Mario Golf. I have a real thing for Mario rela- oh, Mario sport titles. Like, I love Mario Tennis. I really, I was into Mario Strikers Charged football or whatever the hell that was called uh but mario golf takes takes the cake it was my main squeeze on gamecube which was the toadstool tour i think it was called uh, and i haven't played one properly since then because i think i i played too much of it and it kind of yeah but anyway yeah i'm that's my three very varied so yeah, it'll be an interesting month. Yes, I did forget Ratchet. I'm keen to check that one out. Karen, what are you uh, keen for in June? It's a, I feel like it's a pretty big month for me, actually. Um, Ratchet and Clank, obviously. Uh, as uh, evidenced in my preview coverage, I'm very, very, very excited about that game. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake gets its PS5 upgrade in June. Uh, the day before Ratchet and Clank, actually, um, and the new DLC episode. So I'm uh, 
super stoked to to get around those. Um, D&D Dark Alliance for many of the same reasons that Adam's already gone over. Uh, I'm excited for the Legend of Mana remaster because I love that game on the PS1. Um, f- moderately keen for Scarlet Nexus, although, uh, yeah, um, I played, as I, as I said to Zach, I played a little bit of the demo and gave up on it because I wasn't feeling it, but I think I want to, I think I want to give it another shot and, uh, see if my feelings change. Um, Mario Golf Super Rush purely for the speed golf mode. Um, what else is there? There's, uh, there's Alex kid in Miracle World Deluxe from oldmates.emu. Um, that game is like the, the very, very, very first video game I ever played and I can still play it off muscle memory alone. So I'm keen to see how that holds up in the, in a HD remaster. Um, and then Game Builder Garage on Switch, which I think is the same day as, as Ratchet and Clank and is, uh, you know, Nintendo's answer to dreams, I guess, in a smaller sort of format kind of way and an expansion of the Labo Garage stuff that they did when they brought out Nintendo Labo, which I thought was really cool. Uh, I think that's it. But yeah, nice. quite a bit on there. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big list. Nice. All right, let's... What are you keen for, Zach? I've already told you. He's right, already... Bro. He just has fucking Sniper. Oh, that's right. It was such a short list, I forgot already. Sniper and, uh, yeah, I'm keen to dip my toes into to Ratchet, see what it's all about. Uh, all right. Actually, Karen, I'm surprised. Um, were you keen for Solar, Solar Ash? Yeah, but I don't think that's confirmed mm, yet. Uh, I think it was yeah. Cube 2 it's or, like, you know, first yeah, half got, of whatever. It's got June here, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, okay, let's go into news. And there's probably one topic we wanted to spend a bit more time on than than the rest, because it's a huge, massive bit of news. Uh, and that is that Deep Silver has confirmed that Time Splitters is officially returning, and uh, it'll be work on a new Time Splitters game with the couple of the original founders of free radical design which is reforming to make um to make the new game so yeah deep silver tweeted uh it was like a week ago or something or just just under a week ago uh, at time of recording and just basically said that uh you asked and we listened we've been working on a on plans to bring back the time splitters franchise uh, and I'm pleased to let you know that we are setting up a new Deep Silver development studio to do just that. Free, Ra- Free Radical Design is reforming and will be headed up by industry and time splitters veterans Steve Ellis and David Doak. Doak. Uh, yeah, this is an interesting. Oh, sorry, interesting. This is an ex- exciting first step in the process. Development on the new game has not yet started, and we will update you when we have more news to share. Which means that the game is fucking years away. Because um, they don't even have a studio yet. Yeah. But it's confirmation. That's all I need. That's all I need. Well, yeah, well, like I said to you, uh, it was when uh, Deep Silver had announced that uh, Steve Ellis had come back to the to the company um, in a mysterious sort of role. 
It was kind of like, well, there's only got to be one oh, thing. The, the writing was on the wall, but there's nothing quite like getting that official mm. announcement to to get the blood pumping, you know? I do wonder if, because um, it's sort of like, it's, it's not a nothing announcement, but it's a bit of a nothing announcement. Like there's no studio. There's, they've only just, you know, they're not even working on the game probably, you know, they've probably got, you know, some concepts and shit, but. Like this, this game is ages away. Uh, I wonder if it was a little, little bit of a tease, you know, to sort of see how how people react and uh, and then hopefully they'll drop like a uh, a remastered trilogy. Because surely that like Hope, hopeful, but you would yeah you would hope so. Well, it's, it's got to be free money. Has to be. We think so. Yeah. Because they've already got Time Splitters two, you know, in yeah. in four K on home front. So, I mean, I, I don't know how much it costs to upscale and remaster a game, but I would have thought it won't be massive. Mm. And I think a, a lot of people just sort of want to want to play it on, you know, current consoles and stuff. You know, I, I'd buy it. So. Um, <laughs> that's that's the main thing is that you're keen that's for it, it. You would buy it. I would buy it. That, that's all I need. My fifty dollars, whatever they would charge for it. Yeah. But you yeah, know, <clears throat> we're all very very excited. So, but I want to. I've put I've uh, put it to you, or I've put it to us, to just give me a quick little. Uh, your thoughts on how they can modernize the Time Splitters franchise and what you'd like to see in a new Time Splitters game because it's obviously like a it's an older style uh, first person shooter you know back mm. in those it's got the roots of you know GoldenEye and stuff so those Nintendo 64 shooters um, even though these games were on GameCube and, and PS2 but yeah you know can they can they make the transition to you know to current you know first person market what do you guys think I absolutely yeah you reckon I think there's a lot of potential there I think they've got to upset a few people along the way to get to where they need to be in terms of what you know the the core DNA of time splitters is um I think that you know there's a lot of modern trends that they could look to you you know doom eternal style first person movement you uh you know, the simplicity of a lot of kind of modern PvP sort of stuff and uh, or even, you know, class-based sort of, you know, concepts and mechanics. Um, you know, balls-to-the-wall, short, experimental shooter campaigns like Titanfall 2. Um, there's like a lot of... There's a lot of things that they could draw from that aren't necessarily what you think from a Time Splitters game. Um, but I think, do if think they can, I think if they can do that and still keep it relatively simple and still keep the vibe, you know, the art and the humor and stuff that like, you know, well, that's going to be the big challenge. I think, yeah. I think comedy has obviously changed a lot in what 15 years or yeah. whatever it is. And the, yeah. Since... And they'll need to change it, you know, um, keep yeah. the, keep, Absolutely. keep the, the vibe, but definitely modernize it. Um, mm. if it's clever enough, if the team is clever enough and they're not just going to try to resurrect what they did 15 years ago well they weren't working on a on time splitters 4 
<clears throat> yeah. Like, like, so I wonder how many ideas and stuff will make its way in, in, into that. I recall for, like that, that, that like art, a concept art and stuff that was like, that seemed like they were taking it in like a grittier sort of direction, didn't it? Mm. Which yeah. is, I think mm. is a bad idea. Yeah, agreed. Well, yeah, so that, that's what I was going to say with, with your Doom Eternal sort of example, I guess. It's that was more to, from a from a move, like from a... You yeah. Know, I guess it's hard to... Doom Eternal kind of just gives you the that tools has like, and then just, you know, makes a, a puzzle out of it. I like that idea for us. The, the, two, the two examples I had written down were Doom and Shadow Warrior. Yeah, I think Shadow Warrior. Shadow Warrior that's good. Because that's in a, a similar kind of time frame. If not, you'd be further back rather. But it, the the newer games of that franchise kept what, like kept the the personality and the the core DNA of the series, but brought it up to to be something that's you know more acceptable in the in the modern audience. So if they can go down that kind of route, obviously, like you say, the the humor needs to change because you know it's been fifteen years. It things have changed but as long as they keep that like you can play as a bipedal hand for christ's sake <laughs> in in time splitters 2 if you if you try to go down the the gritty side of things like you'll just lose that that charm that the original series had and i think that would be massively detrimental if not a death sentence so you've just yeah you've got to keep that first and foremost mm. see a couple ideas that i had when i was thinking about i was like I don't know how this is going to work, but I, I think it's Battlefield 1. Is that the one where you play in different sort of uh, characters and bits and pieces? Mm. Yeah, so like I was the thinking war you, stories you, kind of thing. Yeah, so I was thinking you could kind of have that sort of thing with uh, different people jumping in through different bits of time kind of yeah. thing uh, and playing, you know, little short short stories, I, I guess, if you want. Um, yeah. but the, Kind of like how they, they did with 2 with the different different time yeah. periods and kind of yeah. jumping here, there and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and the other one I had um, was sort of Hitman where you kind of like, uh, issue like these agents and, you know, you go into these different time, like again, you're going to different things of time to try and um, execute these sort of mi- missions or different contracts. Um, Cause I don't know how I was trying to think of something that would work on a story based thing for, you know, eight to 12 hours or whatever. And I, like Titanfall is a good example. It's nice, short and sweet, but I don't know. Just does time splitters have that in it to be, because I feel like Titanfall was a lot more about the multiplayer. Uh, and then obviously Titanfall 2 was a bit different. That's still like a very, very cool campaign, but I feel like Titanfall was much more about the, the multiplayer. And I guess I was approach it from a, from a story sort of uh, single player. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking and then i then i then i also thought could you do something like <clears throat> almost like a payday probably not so much payday but like we have like a like a multiplayer co-op experience where you and your mates and whatever you go into different you know time and, and this, this is this this sort of tied into like the hitman idea where you would you know you could go in you know different uh periods of time and execute different missions and stuff like that you know in yeah, a okay. co-op um yeah i think i i think i get where you're i actually at, like where you're coming from that brings to mind like i you probably played a lot more of it than i did but strange brigade 
Yeah. Where you have yeah. like your little, yeah. you know, your, 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 your co-op with characters that have their own strengths or weaknesses. Yeah. And you go and you, you know, solve puzzles and kill bad guys and stuff. And, you, yeah. you know, you drop into these different maps, which, which could be different time periods and their own little self-contained stories. Like, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So, so I, not like Destiny, but like, you know, like we just have like a team of three or four different, you know, different agents and, yeah, you know, you go and, yeah. Because Strange Brigade is actually story-based. Like, like that does mm. follow a story. So, um, and obviously you, you can, you know, you, you can play it single player as well. And then I was thinking, I was like, what's something like wacky? What's something completely wild that you could Cart racer. do? It, that, <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> what if you did something like It Takes Two or A Way Out, for example, um, where one of you, me. where one of you are playing in one time period, oh. and then another one of you is playing in a, in the same place but like a different time period, and you have to kind of I don't know make it work. I don't know if that would even work. I was thinking like, what's just a Jesus. what's a random idea that could that could work? Um, well, Titanfall two had that one level right, where you could like is that two player though? No, but like yeah, so that's 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 the thing I was cons- trying to yeah. do is yeah, but you can like yeah, level that up into a co-op yeah. situation. Yeah, I reckon that'd be cool. Whereas like, like mm. yeah, like one player, you know, if one player is playing ten years ago, they could, and they have like a stash of ammo, they could like hoard it all in a room, and you can go pick it up as the other person like ten years yeah. later. <laughs> well, yeah, Super like, like it'd be kind of like it'd be kind of like the medium. Because you've you've finished the medium, yeah. I haven't finished it, but I played enough. Well, you, well, yeah. So we, how like you do things? You do <laughs> you do things in the past that then obviously affect yeah the future. So like you unlock a door, for example, or you yeah. move something out of the way. So, you know? <laughs> so you unlock a door and then nobody locks it again for like twenty years, <laughs> and the second player can go through it. Um, but you know what I mean, like you know something yeah. like that yeah. that could be kind of cool and. Um, but again, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I was just thinking crazy. And then I, then I was like, what if you had something like Ratchet and Clank in with, like, the with different time rifts and you could jump through different different time periods within, like, a level? I don't know. Yeah, I was just... That's sort of all, all, all the ideas I was thinking of. Mm. And then I thought maybe, well, what if it was just, like, The Order 2? <laughs> Why do you go and ruin things like that? I just... Going so well, do then you chuck you because I love you. Um, or just do it as a big open world RPG with nah. as many as many many me- mechanics that you can fit in as as possible. Can we agree that you need uh, couch multiplayer yeah. in the game? Has to, has to have it. Yeah, yeah. Also, like this isn't a, a something that I genuinely want in the game, but my younger self would be so pissed if I didn't mention it. If you could actually do the, the rolls and jumps and things that the, the, the computer controlled players could. Cause I remember playing with my brother and getting so shitty that I'm, we're playing a, a multiplayer game and all of the computers are like dodging out of the way and doing, doing these big like commando rolls. And I'm like, I, all I can do is, is, is walk and that's it. That's yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for so. If you're listening, thank you to uh, listening Deep to my Silver complaints. and New Development Studio. 
Um, if you can't commando roll in the game, then we are giving it, Adam's giving it a two out of ten. Yep, just don't release it. No fucking point. Hmm. Straight in the bin. All right, cool, nice. All right, let's quickly uh, flick through. There's not much here on our little doco, uh, but yeah, as Kieran said, it, there's a Scarlet Nexus demo available now on Xbox. It will be available on PS on PlayStation platforms. Uh, Probably PS4, today PS5. if you're listening to it on Friday. Yeah, today for this thing. Um, Last of Two, sorry, Last of Part Two has got a PS5, a free PS5 upgrade that uh, jacks it up to a, a 60 frames per second experience. So nice and smooth there. Uh, has anyone checked check that out? Yep. I have. It is incredibly smooth. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I was at a, a mate's place the other night that was playing it, and yeah, it is very, yeah. very smooth. Game looks fantastic. I, um, I haven't played it because I don't own it, but... Uh, I was watching the Digital really? Foundry breakdown huh. and they said that mm. they've increased the frame rate so much. Like it's a lock 60, but you know, it's it's that much better that even the places in the original where it dipped below 30 are still a lock 60 in this. So they've mm. obviously had like a lot of overhead to push the frame rate more than probably mm. what it's doing. Um, it's which is, yeah, it's quite impressive. I, it's still only 1440p. It's not 4K or anything, but I don't think it really needs to be anything more than what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Given the opportunity, I'd probably spend a few hours in it, check it out. Cool, cool. Uh, the other bit of news in here probably would have been for a big uh, Jordanian if he was here, Excuse but uh, team. Sorry, because oh, it's yeah okay. Oh, I guess it does. It is for Kieran as well. Uh, but Team Ninja reportedly working on Neo, <clears throat> sorry, Neo like Final Fantasy spinoff for PS5 and PC. Uh, Eurogamer reports that it's the official reveal is rumored to be uh, happening in June. The article reads: Square Enix is reportedly collaborating with Neo developer Team Ninja on an action-focused Final Fantasy spinoff for PS5 and PC titled, <clears throat> sorry, and PC titled Final Fantasy Origin. Uh, word on the project initially began circulating over the weekend on Reddit and Reset Era, and well-connected journalist and former Kind of Funny co-host Imran Khan has now lent further credence to the rumours, citing sources able to corroborate the news in a story on FanBite. Final Fantasy Origin is said to take place somewhere in or adjacent to the world of the final, oh, sorry, of the first Final Fantasy game on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And there's more to it if you want to go read it on there. I won't read it all for you. Uh, KV, what do you, how do you, how do you feel about, about that? Give it to me. Uh, and also give me this game. Um, I'm down for, I'm down for a Final Fantasy Neo crossover. Well, you know, a Final Fantasy game in the, in the style. I think they, like the, the rumors said that it's, uh, potentially going to be like a more accessible take on the souls formula or the neo formula so mm-hmm. um not only would that maybe be a good reason for me to actually get into those types of games but in you know the world of final fantasy that's double reason for me to jump in so i'm keen to see what this is if it's real nice 
All right, well, one last one that I'm going <clears> to <throat> quickly bring up. Sorry, my voice is starting to go. Uh, did you see that a game called Lies of P was announced? I did. Last week. Yeah. The Looks shit. Uh, you reckon? Yeah. I'm not convinced. But uh, this is from Game Informer. Uh, <laughs> Lies of P is the Dark Souls of Pinocchio. Um, so basically it's like it's from NeoWiz and Round 8 Studio uh, bringing a Souls-like Pinocchio experience to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Uh, truly playing as Pinocchio in a Souls-style game is only suited for such... Oh, sorry, that, that's just the little bit that they've written. Um, here we are. In Lies of P, you play as Pinocchio in a world where humanity has been lost. The cityscape around you has become a nightmare and you must find Mr. Geppetto to unravel the world's mysteries. This needs... Oh, yeah. So that's, so that's basically the little um, little bit that we've uh, got there. I'm keen for that. I am very keen yeah, for nah, that. Yeah, it's, no. It's a, she's, a, she's a no for me on that really? one. Really? I can't say I'm, I'm too... I mean... Pinocchio, more like Pinocchio. Yeah, I I can't say I'm a a massive Pinocchio fan. Sorry, Zach. Well, you know, I'm not either. But like the idea of it is does sound kind of cool. I just saw your nose grow, mate. You said that Uh, your nose grew twice. Um, like yeah, like a dark take on Pinocchio is very cool. All right, right as we are recording, there has been some hot news. It's going to be old by the time you listen to this. And it's going to be old by the time you listen to it, so we won't go into it too much. I hope you enjoyed it. But, uh, yeah, basically Horizon Forbidden West, there will be a state of play this Friday with gameplay reveal. Um, I can't figure out the Australian Eastern Standard Time there, but it's pretty much 7 a.m. 7 a.m.? There you go. So this will be out. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, Are you excited for that, lads? Fuck yeah. Kieran, I think, has literally jumped out of his skin. Yeah, Kieran... I mean, Kieran was Pinocchio in other parts of the body. Other. <laughs> yeah. Lies of peen. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, cool. Yeah, so we'll, we'll discuss what they've shown off uh, in the next episode. That is all we've got for news. Anything off-topic you guys want to talk about? Uh, the Witcher board game just went up on Kickstarter, so I'm just going to drop a whole bunch of money on that that I don't have. So, yeah. Nice. That's that's my off topic. Nice. Um, I watched Things Heard and Seen, I think I think it's called, on Netflix. Yeah, it's dank. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's not good. It wasn't foreign, you see. Ah, not um, Polish. What's the fucking not, point then? No, that's it. Actually, speaking of that, I did watch. I did started watching um, Demina. I think it is, which is like a Roman show in English. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's pretty good so far. I've only seen one episode. I think that's on Stan. I want to say, but yeah, cool. If you're into Roman uh, stuff, that's that's um, that's pretty cool. Karen, you got anything for us? I don't think that I have anything. To be honest, oh, why did that not? Hmm. One thing uh, while Karen is uh, figuring out his image he just sent, 
but uh, <laughs> Never Tell, a, a band I quite like. They uh, dropped their their album last week, and it's pretty cool. I dig it. There's one bad song, but uh, the other the others are pretty pretty good. So check that out as well. Uh, Kieran, did you figure out what you were doing? Yep. Unrelated to the podcast though, so it's fine. <laughs> oh. Well, um, fair enough. Um, let's let's uh, wrap it up there. Uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. If you want to check out uh, Kieran's Biomutant review, my Biomutant article, other stuff we might have on the website, um, maybe our thoughts on the Horizon Forbidden West uh, state of play, you can go to www.well-play.com.au. Go to Twitter and check out the Open Critic scores. Um, and yeah. We shall see you next week and have a great weekend. See ya. Bye.